And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 161, and in this one, we are so excited because we're going to talk about I Saw the Devil, a Korean film from 2010, which I know probably so many people have seen this film, but this is both of our first viewings of this film. Mm-hmm. This is on so many lists. Like, Actually, I do have a list to share with you today because it just went around on Facebook, but the only one, the only one (laughs) that I had not seen from this list was I saw the devil and now I have seen it. And this is 10 modern day horror movies. You should have seen by now (laughs) hereditary Mm -hmm. get out Mm -hmm. the wailing. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. Midsummer, Mm -hmm. the Babadook, Mm -hmm. a quiet place, Mm -hmm. the orphanage, Mm-hmm. It follows uh-huh. the witch. Yep. And I saw the devil. <laughs> the only one that was still on my list was I saw the devil. And that was just, I just saw that post like a couple of week, like maybe two a week or two ago. And I was like, Oh, but it's coming. Like I knew that we were watching it and I was so excited and it is actually free on, there's an app called Pluto. Y'all know I got you with all the free apps, <laughs> except the ads. So anytime you have like a free app that you don't have to pay for, you don't need cable for it, you're going to get ads, right? Mm-hmm. The, they came at the worst possible times. Mm-hmm. When I tell you something so dramatic happened and then I got an ad for a Samsung refrigerator over and over <laughs> and over. The worst possible times, but the subtitles were perfect. They lined up well. I didn't have any issues with like buffering. So, you know, it yeah, is what it is. I rented it on Amazon for $3.99. So, so, there's yeah. also that option. Now, this is a long film and it's about, I think, what, two hours and two and a half hours? Yeah. Well, so if you watch it on Pluto, it's three. <laughs> yeah, I freaking bet. So, because of all the ads. So, three hours for me and 220 something for Kristen. But, you can rent it on Amazon with no ads or watch it on Pluto for free. But anyways, so this is, like we said, a Korean film. And this one is not a, I mean, really no horror movie. I would actually, I would say there are lighthearted horror films, wouldn't you? I mean, we have definitely horror comedies. Yeah. And even like some of the slashers, like even though they're gory are like kind of fun, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like little monsters. We had zombies, but it was very sweet. I love that movie. I know. (laughs) (laughs) This is not one of those movies. No, not at all. This one, I I would say maybe a little bit of a trigger warning, but as far as like sexual assault goes, but it's it's not as bad as you might think. Yes, absolutely. Like you you're going, oh god, oh god, no, 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 and then it, it actually pays off and nothing really happens. So that's fucking great. There's one scene where something does happen, but it, it gets thwarted quickly. <laughs> yes. After it starts. So, and it doesn't move past a certain point, which is, which is great. So this is a revenge film and it's a, I will, I will say I, was crying in the first like 20 minutes of this film Mm -hmm. because they set up the emotional connection and characterization immediately. Yes. Oh my God. These actors are so fucking good. It was, it was beautifully done. Like Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, beautifully done (laughs) film, like so wonderful. And so right in the beginning you have this couple and she is on the side of the road with a flat tire and he's at work and he's like intelligence for South Korea. He's a badass. Yeah. He's like fucking CIA or something like that. Yeah, for them. exactly. So and it's like taken, but horror. Yeah. But like, ooh, 
Oh, yeah. Way better. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel as, like, testosterone-y, you know? Yeah. Like, Taken does. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's action, but it's very nuanced action. Yes, exactly. It's, like, Bruce Lee or Clint Eastwood or fucking Chuck Norris. Like, they're that action-y, western-y bad guy, but they're also kicking ass type thing. It's great. Yeah, but, like, also in, like, an emotionally, like, very devastating, dark, like... Just makes you want to die kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ugh, like a, a hero, but also like some, it, it, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but like, mm, I, I'm literally like hugging myself right now. Like yeah, in my so chair. Good. Like if you can't tell, we loved this movie. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, please, please, please go watch it, please. Yeah, like, I highly recommend you actually stop right now and go watch this film. Like, Mm -hmm. there are, like, probably 10 to 15 films in the hundreds and hundreds of films we reviewed that I will say, like, fucking stop listening and go watch this movie, especially because it's on a free app. Like, you have no excuse. Right. And this is one of those films I know I've told you guys in the past, like I'll check sometimes when I'm bored on a movie going, oh, my God, how much more time do we have left? This is one of those where I kept checking it going, oh, my God, we have so much more time left. What the fuck else is going to happen in like right. an excited way? Yeah. Well, and it's like because it, they could end it here. They could end it here. They could end mm-hmm. it here. And they just never did. Right. And But I wasn't upset about it. I just didn't know where else they were going to take it. Exactly. And it was always worse but better yeah but worse <laughs> but yeah like both the whole time when I say worse I mean like sometimes it wasn't worse in the way that like like the violence was worse but then one time it was worse and I was like <laughs> you know what I mean yeah oh my god the the emotional roller coaster that this yes. takes you on yes. I've talked about my friend Aaron before and he's seen this movie and I knew he said it was good and I really, really trust his opinion. And I told him I was crying in the first 20 minutes and he was like, oh, you just wait. And I was like, no, <laughs> how does it get worse than this? So basically let's, let's start. You've had your spoiler warning. Go watch the damn thing. Okay. If yes. you're still here and you haven't seen it, I'm mad at you, but let's do this. So we have this couple we've already talked about. We love them. Like, they are so sweet. I've never cared about a couple more that I've only known for two seconds. I know. Oh, my God. Him going in. Like, she wants him to sing to her. So he goes in the bathroom and quietly tries to sing to her with all his, like, friends outside. It's so cute. It's like all of these intelligence dudes. And he's, like, singing her a love song in the bathroom. And and then one of them walks in. He's like, yeah, yeah, just wait for the tow truck. I don't know why he's not there yet. (laughs) Yeah. But some guy pulls up next to her and is like, oh, you have a flat. Like, you're totally buried. Let me help you. And we're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Which she also, no, 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 which is the good part. I will say pretty much like so many people in this film that come across. So this is about a serial killer. Yes. Actually, multiple serial killers. But yeah, right. Definitely our main bad guy. And Almost everyone that comes across him gets a really bad vibe from him. Yes, they definitely know right away. Maybe don't fucking do that shit. And she like locks the doors and she rolls her window up and stuff. But he's a fucking psycho. So you can like lock your cars all you want. But at the end of the day, your car is made of fucking glass in most places. (laughs) Like, Yeah. And if somebody really wants to get in, they're going to fucking get in. And she can't get out of the other side of her car and run because she's, like, up against a snowbank. Oh, yeah. It's fucking heartbreaking. And she tries. She tries so hard to fight back. And it's, like, we don't know this yet, but, you know, her fiancé, boyfriend, we're not sure what this relationship, or I guess they're married. We see their wedding, wedding rings. He is some secret service guy, so we know that he probably tells her defensive stuff. And then we find out later her dad was, like, a police chief. So you know she's kind of prepared for this kind of stuff, but nobody can actually be prepared for this guy. Also, like, that's why she, like, is like, no, I'll wait for the tow truck. Like, she's not. she has probably seen and heard some of the worst of 
humanity. Right. So she is not going to let someone help her out on the side of the road, no matter if they're good intentioned or not, because she knows better. Right. Absolutely. And also she's just a woman. Like we are like, no. (laughs) Right. But he even tries, like he is the typical serial killer that we hear about. Like he drives a school bus basically for Korea. So like he's he's that perfect guy of oh my god no I'm sweet I'm here to help you no he's fucking not that wolf in sheep's clothing yes Mm-mm. and he doesn't you think that he kills her immediately because he like beats her over the head many times with like a hammer yeah no he does not god I wish yeah exactly like I would much rather be dead Yep, absolutely. That's what I thought as soon as we get to the place that he's going to take her. Because you see him, and oh my god, these shots are so beautiful. Like, you see him dragging her body through this snow, and she's just leaving a red streak through this beautiful white. Gorgeous. But once we get to where he's taking her, he's, like, tying her up, and she's all blood. Like, you can't even, she, like, moves, and you're like, how is she not dead? She's wrapped in plastic. How is she not fucking dead? And he ties her up to a pillar in this workshop. And I'm like, nope, I'd rather fucking die. Literally, worst nightmare ever. You don't want to wake up at all in that situation. But especially when you know that there's some crazy ass killer there that I would I would just know waking up that you kept me alive to inflict much more pain on me. Yes, absolutely. And instead, she like she's very, very weak. And she basically says, please don't kill me and pregnant and it doesn't matter like he he still goes to town but it's like hi oh my god i think i'd still be like please kill me please god i don't even know if i want to live through that right there and it's sad chaining her up yeah you like i'm pretty sure she's actually pregnant too yeah like because they talk about like in the beginning kids and going to an orphanage and like i don't think she's using that as a tactic either right even if she did that's a not a bad tactic to use but i know like you know as we know as as people that do like you know they don't care yeah absolutely in fact it might just even be another like cool two for one you know right that's awful i know but seriously like people like this exist and i know this is like an extreme to an extreme but you know they right. do but so he is actually, uh, and honestly, I don't know. I don't, maybe you do. So he has like homemade a guillotine. Yeah. And I don't, that would not, okay, I guess it depends. So you do see the guillotine in use later and it is very quick, which is That's good. That's not what he uses on her. Yeah. Well, he just cuts her up. Yeah, he's got these big butcher knife knives and just literally cuts her into pieces and puts it in a trunk. And scatters her in a river. Yes, and washes the blood away, And but her ring falls off, and it thankfully gets lost in a grate, and he doesn't see it. Yeah, in his like little basement area. Yeah. Or whatever this room is. that This is kill room. Right. And which is great because that's super helpful later. Right. But a kid, like a little kid, finds her ear. Uh, yeah. Which signals literal pandemonium. Like, I've never seen this depicted before. Like... It's like cops falling over themselves, running in mobs. Like, it's crazy. But you realize that it's because who they are finding is their old police chief's daughter. Right. Like, now she is missing. And, like, you you want to be there for the man who was always there for you, quote unquote. Exactly. And also her husband, who is intelligence for your country. Yeah, don't get on his bad side. Mm-mm. But they end up finding her head and confirming it. And he, both the chief and her husband are there. 
when they find this and he just is like, okay. Yeah. Well, it's totally, it's even more devastating because they're trying to, like, they have her head in a box so that maybe everybody won't see it. And the fucking paparazzi are everywhere. And this guy trips and her head rolls out of this box. And this is the first time our husband has seen anything. Like, he's showing up to the crime scene a little bit late and he walks up as her fucking head rolls out. Yeah. That comes into play later. That is so traumatizing. Yes, absolutely. Like, oh. And it's it's the cruelty of like killing people, but then it's also that like good luck catching me thing, you know? Right. And we'll get to it in a second, but so we go through the funeral and all of that and our police chief is devastated. He has another daughter, but you know, that doesn't stop you from missing the child that just died. And he ends up telling our secret service guy who's going to take off two weeks to grieve from work he ends up telling him basically that there are four suspects of people that have been accused of similar things in the past whoa 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 accused of chopping people into little fucking bits why the fuck are they still out there and not in prison not sufficient evidence i guess like we, they might have done that but like we don't know for sure so i would put plant people on those people all the goddamn time that's fucking insane and it gets not to give it away but we're gonna give everything away later on we come across two other groups of serial killers in this one little area of korea what the f- how many serial killers are in that area that's spooky god damn yeah, and, and I we know just, serial like, killers aren't, across them. Yeah, I know serial killers aren't that common anymore, but like there's probably like one active one like all the time, you know. No, definitely. And there there's one where it's a friend of our main serial killer. Okay, I totally get that. That makes sense. But there's one where he like just comes across a cab and then there's a dead body in the back that these guys just killed and took this cab or something. What the fuck is happening? Well, when you're in it, now you're in the ring, you know. Ah, right. There's just like there's crime rings. There's like serial killer rings, I guess, you know? I guess. Yeah. And the funeral for her. Oh my God. Oh, fucking heartbreaking. That was when I cried. Like everyone is sobbing. And I guess they watched the cremation through like a little window. Mm-hmm. And everyone is sobbing. And he is just standing there watching this. And like deadpan you know and i'm like <laughs> you know like i'm like fuck i'm just tearing up i got tears rolling down my face and i'm like this is about to get good you know like because yeah he is about to just and so he goes and like finds the first two and he just goes to where they're like privately tortures and fucks them up and it's so good because our first one, he's just trying to figure out who killed her at this point. Like, we don't even know which one of these four guys did it. And this very first guy, he comes across him and he's just masturbating. But oh, yeah. our guy did not come to play, man. He does mm-hmm. not. Like, he fucking strangles him with a goddamn cord. And and you're like, oh, my God, did he just fucking kill him? Because we don't even know if it's the guy. No, 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 no. He ties him up to ask him questions then after fucking choking him out and then busts literally busts his nuts in beats him over and over and over in the balls <laughs> so fucking good yeah because it's not like this is an innocent dude so fuck that no, guy no yeah like we know that these people are accused of chopping other people into little bits like okay <laughs> yeah no fuck you uh-huh exactly and then he goes and finds another one and that guy is you know also innocent of at least killing his wife but then we go to the home of our actual killer and he found the killer because he went and found his family he abandoned a son with and left him with his parents i believe were his parents Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah i don't fucking know where he is except his son does Mm -hmm. the parents don't when he asks the son is like shit 
what now? Like, why? Why do you want to know? What did my dad do now? Yeah. Like, he's just a bad dude. Why the fuck yeah. do you want to know? So, he goes there, find, he searches his house, and finds his fiance. I think. I think they actually said they were only engaged for like a month. Oh, okay. Finds her engagement ring. So, now he knows he's got the right guy. So, we kind of cut back to the serial killer. And you do, every time you see him and he's, like, with people, you're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Your heart just sinks. And you're so into this movie. They do such a great job because the whole time you are just, like, on edge about what he's going to do. Because you know he – this is one of the most ruthless portrayals of a fictional killer, you know. Yes. And he is a fucking amazing bad guy. He is scary. He literally is scary. Oh, yeah. Like, it's almost like you can kill him, sure, but he kind of has one of those, like, untouchable feels to him. Yes. And this is another well-known actor. He actually did another horror movie called Old Boy. I don't know if we'll ever do it, but it's another Korean horror film, and he did an amazing job in that, too. Great actor. And so he is, we know he's a school bus driver. Yeah. And he goes this he goes to this learning center and he has a whole bus full of teenage schoolgirls. And the whole time you're like, no, 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 no. Because he's gotta take them all home individually. So there's gonna be one girl that's left. Mm-hmm. And that one girl that's left, he takes her home. And this is when it does get a little rough. This isn't the only one, but this is the first time I literally said to Brad, cause he came to start watching it with me. I was like, yeah, like he doesn't seem to be rapey though. Like he just <laughs> seems to like, like enjoy killing and chopping up, which just happens. Like not every, you know, serial right. killer rapes, you know, it's not hand in hand. And I was like, yeah, luckily though, like he doesn't seem to be rapey. And I was like, literally right as this scene started (laughs) i was like incorrect (laughs) god damn it (laughs) so wrong so he takes her there and he said i've lost my job like fuck it you know starts basically you know tearing her clothes off as she's gagged and screaming at the top of her lungs which she did a good job because a lot of times the it doesn't show the victims actually like screaming at the top of their lungs and she's outside so well she's in a greenhouse right she there could be a chance that she's heard because there's like also this field so there's like greenhouses and then a field and like all this stuff all around kind of out in the middle of nowhere too so exactly our bad guy has the feel that he should be totally fine to do whatever he wants she's even in a pit that he has dug to i assume bury her afterwards yeah so he hears before he can do anything though he hears someone like whisper his name and he stops and he goes into one of his greenhouses and he sees he sees our man this is so a western like you can hear the spurs and yeah it's so good like you see him at the end of the hall and you start bad guy at the end of the other hall and you're like ooh it's going to be fucking on and he's like, oh, you fucking cops. Like, you don't know who you're messing with. And you're like, ooh, he's not a cop. You <laughs> fucked up. You know, like. Right. But also, he found him so quickly. Like, and this is the very, still the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. You're like, so the movie's not finding him. Yes, exactly. What is going to fucking happen? Exactly. And like, clearly this isn't like what what are we doing here you know what i mean yeah it was only i checked it it was like 49 minutes into a two hour and 20 minute film we find our guy so yeah what is gonna happen for the rest of the film we still have a whole other movie length to go it's yeah i and this first confrontation so good so good so they just have a big fight like serial killer runs at him and he 
has he is he's like the fucking airbender bro like the way <laughs> that he moves untouchable you can't hit him like you can get a few little cheap shots in there every now and then but otherwise you're not getting him you know he mm-hmm. is unless gonna... he wants you to like he gets hurt but it's because he has planned it out exactly and so he subdues him fairly easily is able to shove a gps tracking capsule down his throat and not only can he track him he can in real time listen to his conversations with people Mm -hmm. and it's great because each time i mean i guess you guys can assume that he's going to track him and find him a couple different times each time he finds him he fucks him up lets him go so in this one he smashes the fuck out of this guy's hand the girl gets away smashes the fuck out of his hand he broke it and then he lets him go and gives him money and gives him fucking money yes he's like please please make this fun for me I want to torture you. Yes. And like, he like breaks a little something here and there. He's like, every time I see you, I'm going to make it worse. Yeah. Like a wounded dog being hunted by another pack, you know, like, yeah, you're the weakest link, man. Yes. And it's so good because you know that this guy is fucking horrible and you're like so excited for him to get tortured. But at the same time, they're showing each thing that happens and you're like, oh, God, ow. There's one. I will literally make the noises that I was making when I was watching it. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to back up off the mic a little bit because I sounded like a goddamn hyena. But, like, it was so funny because I didn't know how to – I was, like, having a visceral reaction to what was happening. And I'm, you probably know the one. But, like – and I watched the whole thing. But it was, like, I had to, like, be loud about it because I didn't know how to, like, react in my body, which is actually the next – the next one i think that happens but i struggled with the third one (laughs) when he steps on the uh, fish hook oh okay mine mine was the achilles tendon yeah i was busy going yeah get him at that point i was also doing that but also uh, i'll 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 reenact it in a second but yeah so waking up he walks down the road and gets picked up by a taxi that already has one passenger now There's a taxi driver that keeps going on and on about how lucky he is, how nobody's out there. The dude in the back, though, Mm -hmm. he's like, bad vibes, bad vibes. I don't like this guy. I was so hoping that these were, like, cops, that our guy had been like, yeah, go pick him up. Like, that was the tracker reason. I was hoping that they were going to fucking get him. I just knew these guys were going to get murked. And But, like, that poor guy in the back, I was like, he knows this guy's bad news, and he doesn't know why. He just has that guttural, like, human instinct feeling that this guy's Mm -hmm. fucking bad news you know what i mean yes this scene was so fucking good shot amazingly oh my god but it was so long i fucking loved it oh my god it was so sad not the talking part but the when he actually gets around because he's gonna kill him i'm sure you guys figured it out he's a serial killer he's fucking crazy he ends up just stabbing the driver in the neck and then the guy in the back who was holding onto a knife getting ready to do the same thing to our serial killer doesn't make it. He just continues. The camera goes in a circle around the car, the inside of the car, and he just goes back and forth between stabbing the fuck out of the driver and stabbing the fuck out of the dude in the back. So good. Oh, my gosh. And it was like a long scene. Yes. Yeah. It was like sad. a lot of stabbing. Yeah. Like, I think also, though, the, okay, so what's really interesting here is I thought that the guy in the back just had that bad vibes. I keep the Wikipedia page open just to make sure I'm not missing any points. They were going to rob him. Well, yeah, that's where I was saying this taxi cab has a body in the back. So they had already done this before. So these are not good guys that he's killing. No, yeah. But, like, I just thought, you know, when I was watching it, you know, that it's interesting how bad people, I guess the point I was getting at, you know, how bad people have an acute sense for bad people. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. That guy in the back, like, I know that he probably was like, okay, when am I going to attack? But then also this guy was like, oh, I'm going to get you first. And it's like, 
It is. It just feels so westerny the whole time. Yes, this is definitely a horror western. But like way darker. I know westerns are dark, but needs the yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He ends up needing to go to a doctor. Well, he broke the fuck out of his hand. Yeah. He's horrible to the doctor. And this guy has nothing but the audacity. He doesn't... You know how a lot of serial killers we hear, like, take Ted Bundy, for example, because everybody knows Ted Bundy. Fake it through life by being charming and then being, like, an evil... Like, a a high hidden evil. Not this guy. Mm -mm. He is evil all the way through in all of his interactions with everyone that he comes across daylight nighttime doesn't matter like he is berating the doctor he scares the doctor he scares the nurse and then he traps the nurse mm-hmm. so he traps the nurse in a room and this is where it does actually get to full sexual assault because he forces her to go down on him but the our badass that we love so much they, he actually hears that this is happening, and so he knows any time that this is going to happen, it's time for him to jump in. Now, the only thing that I really didn't like about him, our our hero, is he actually put so many people in danger by letting this guy continue to go free. Yes, that's actually – I talked to Connor about this movie afterwards. He didn't watch it with me, but I was, like, explaining it. And I was like, I feel like that's something you would do. And he's like, yeah, but I wouldn't have let the guy go. Like, I would have trapped him in my basement, and that would have been it. Yeah, like – that's funny because I talked to Aaron about it similarly. So my friend Aaron, he is a fucking badass – he has multiple degreed black belts. Like, I don't even know how many you can test for, but he's tested above several degrees of black belts. He's such a badass. So if anyone was going to avenge my death in this way, <laughs> it would be Aaron. My husband loves me very much, but he's not that kind of a badass, you know? <laughs> Aaron is. <laughs> so we were talking about that a little bit. And Aaron actually said, but I wouldn't leave carnage, like innocent carnage. I would mm-hmm. just get the thing done, you know? Right. And that's the that's the ethical quandary here because he essentially allowed this woman to be sexually assaulted. Right. Which is kind of what we get to later on. Another serial killer basically points out that he's one he's one of them. Like and I totally believe that. I believe that there are so many people, probably in the CIA, in the military, who are definitely serial killer mindset just put to a quote-unquote ethical you know moral good standing and he is one of those like he's still that serial killer he still wants to torture you he still wants to watch you suffer but he also loves his wife and loves other people for his own purposes right like you took from him right yeah exactly so for a cause we can all stand behind right which i'm fucking down with Right. I, I I agree with you. Like I feel terrible for this woman. I'm but but he comes in the nick of time before it goes way, way, way too far. Yeah. And it's so fucking good because he just the guy locked her in. He just unlocks the door and he has no emotion on his fucking face. He just has a fucking a fire extinguisher and takes it across the back of this guy's head. No emotion, not even rushing in. He's very disciplined and it's great. Yeah, um, they fight again, and he subdues him, and when I tell you, he got his leg in his hand when he was two out. He Okay, first of all, the first thing he does, this guy tries to fight him with a scalpel, and he just grabs the scalpel like it's nothing, and the serial killer just kind of looks at him like, what Oh my god, fuck? it's so good. That's yeah. what I'm saying, where he, like, he takes that into consideration, and then it's even better, because the serial killer's on the fucking ground. He is, doesn't have the scalpel in his hand anymore, but he's bleeding. He doesn't even really pay attention. He just grabs some gauze off a shelf, starts wrapping his hand as he's getting ready to get this guy again. So good! Yeah, that's what Brad said. He was like, just wrap up the wounds while you're <laughs> in the middle of taking a guy out. So fucking good. So while the guy's on the ground and subdued, he takes the scalpel, 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this was the worst one for me. I know that you have one coming up here that got you more, but I was literally, I got out from under the covers and backed up at the back of my headboard, all skeeched up like a little animal. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. Like, I was like, yes, get him. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like also, laughing. Yeah. Like you're like, huh. I was like, like, you're feeling the pain. Yeah. I was like laugh crying. And then he cut it and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, it, it was so <laughs> bad. It was like, I was like laugh crying because it was so because even on you know in hostel when they get their Achilles cut mm-hmm. from the outside it's bad this one he's I guess he's like warning carving. he goes inside <laughs> yes. the guy's heel and cuts it from the inside outwards and I was like hey it was like, oh, so fucking good and the nurse is like trying to leave so she can get the fuck out of this situation and he's like no 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 stay he's gonna need to be treated and you're like oh we're still not done because you're hoping at this point you know he went too far maybe our guy will hold on to him and and kill him or torture him somewhere else no no we're gonna fix him up and set him out again just send him on his way yeah now he has a busted hand and a fucked up foot and he's gotten hit in the head a couple times, so he's got blood there. Like, he looks, he's a total mess. But we're just going to send him out again. And then he goes and sees one of his friends who is a also a serial killer and a cannibal. Yes. But before that, it was so good because he comes across somebody else. Like, he, he has to get rid of his car. He comes across another vehicle, and you're like, oh, God, he's going to kill these people. No, no. It's two cops in a in a fucking Jeep in front, and then it's a convoy behind them. What are you going to do now, motherfucker? Hmm? So good. Ain't shit. Yeah, ain't shit. But yes, he does go to his fucking friend, who's a fucking cannibal. How many of these fucking serial killers are just out here? And the cannibal, like... They have this whole scene with him, like, eating raw people. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And he just Fucking has, like, gross. a wife or a girlfriend that's just, like, cool with it. I know, right? Like, I can't tell. I mean, it doesn't matter either way. That's still a bad girl. Like, that fucking sucks. You should help people out. But it's, like, you can't even tell. Is she also a cannibal? Is she cool with killing? Does she have Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> right. <laughs> Was she a supposed victim and he took a liking to her? Like, right. what happened here? And he's in this big-ass house. And you're like, okay, does he actually, like, make money? Does he afford this place? No, no. No, no. He fucking took it over from the people that he is now eating. Yeah. Yeah, he just showed up. This is why you don't let people in your house. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, uh-uh. that's why when <laughs> when the doorbell rings, me and Brad look at each other and we're like, are you going to answer that? And he's like, no, are you going to answer that? And I'm like, no. Say. <laughs> no one good is going to ring your doorbell. I know that Amazon's not going to ring it. And if they do, they're just going to walk away. So I don't need to go answer it. We live in this new neighborhood. So we're like, maybe it's a neighbor. But we've lived here now for like eight months and none of them have come to meet us. So at this point, if they do, it's weird. Right. And then like the only other times it's been like people trying to sell us solar panels or pest control. <laughs> Sir, I have tarantulas. No pest control <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? Right. So it's nothing good. It's solicitation or serial killer. There's no in between. Right, exactly. Or if it's my house, I have this little lady. <laughs> yes, tell the story, tell the story, tell the story. <laughs> I have this little lady who walks up and down the street, basically. Okay, the sad part is I think that she's probably like destitute or right on the edge because she sells her books, just random books. She walks around and she knocks and goes, hey, are you a reader? And then she tries to sell you her books. But I have no idea where she comes from. She walks for like blocks at a time. So I think somebody needs to be taking care of her. But the problem is whenever she comes to the door, she's got like that cop knock, like that really hard shit. And you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? Are we going to get like stormed in? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a little lady trying to sell you books. So Connor and I have now taken to just hiding. <laughs> Nobody is home. <laughs> no, we don't read. <laughs> I never learned. <laughs> exactly. I was there one time and Connor was like, yeah, I like to read and then got swindled. Oh, that was the first time that he actually said it. And then, yeah, she was like, okay, well, these books are like $2 or some shit. I don't know. But yeah, 
was like, God damn it. Well, it sounded like she was giving them to him. Yeah. No. And then she was like, $3 or whatever. And they were so random. One was like, I don't know, like the history of Pueblo. And the other was like first ladies of the U.S. (laughs) Now I have them. At least they're historical. You like history. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I feel bad for laughing, but it's just funny because it's millennials (laughs) and Gen Z. We just don't answer the door at all. We're like, you can call me or text me. And if you don't have my number, I do not need to talk to you. Exactly. That's what ring doorbells are for. I want one, but Connor's like, but spying and the world and people watching and Big Brother. But your big brother, if you have a ring doorbell, <laughs> you get to be the big brother. <laughs> Anyways, back to, you know, serial killers. Oh, yeah, like people. The, the movie. Yeah. Right, right. So he explains what's going on and he's like, so this guy's one of us, just like different. And he, he's probably the relative of one of those bitches you killed. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, huh. Yeah, because this whole time, this guy has just thought he's, like, a cop or something. Yeah, just being crazy about it. But then he does put together who it is because of the rings, I think. Mm-hmm. And so he knows who it is. And that's really unfortunate because now he can put together the whole family. Right. And that's another reason why he shouldn't have let him fucking go. Yeah. Or but should've... that's fine, right? Our guy's coming in now. Should have worn like a mask or something. (sighs) Dude. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad he didn't though because he's very nice to look at. Oh my god. (laughs) Yes. I have never been into K-pop because like, you know, I can't understand it. But I can see why people are into K-pop because they look very nice. Oh yes. You know I mean? Love him. Yeah. I'm already, like he was an amazing actor and he's beautiful. I'm already like, IMDb, what else has he done? I want to watch it all. <laughs> I am very into Korean film all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually another thing. Like, being, you know, the vanity aside, I'm noticing more and more that Korean films are just so good. So I'm, maybe I do need to get into more Korean films. No, like every single Korean film that we've watched, I've liked all mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. They've been very, very highly rated on, like, on my personal list, but also just... Like, in general. Yeah. I think Train to Busan is a Korean film, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That one destroyed me. I'm pretty sure is. I think The Wailing is, too, yeah. Very highly, yeah. So, this is just another one to add to that list. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong about any of those, but I'm pretty sure they are. I do not believe that any of those are Japanese films, so. Anyways. So, he puts together who he is and why he's doing this. And then he comes and he's going to deal with these murderers. So as he's about to, as his friend is about to chop somebody up, you know, I was actually going to say before this and I forgot, I loved how this is not a country that's gun crazy like the United States. So at -hmm. this point, if it was an American film, just like Taken, and I know that was in France mostly, but this was an American in France, we would have had a lot of gunplay by now, which takes away so much of the fun, you know? Well, it also takes away the horror. Like, I'm a big one on if guns are in it, to me, it's not horror, it's action. So... Mm. It, I think that if we didn't have the fucking Achilles cut, instead we had a gun, yeah, it wouldn't have been horror. This is the, and the reason I bring that up, like, up close and personal is much scarier, you know? Mm-hmm. Knives, picks, screwdrivers, hammers, scalpels, those things are scarier than guns. Guns are... I'm, kind of the cheap way out you know the the long range you don't have to do up close and personal you can hunt basically and i know this is hunting as well it's cat and mouse but it's just not as fun right and i know you can torture with guns but it's also a hell of a lot easier to just one shot dead it's a hell of a lot harder with a scalpel exactly and the torture you can do with guns it's like yeah you can shoot somebody in the leg but if you start cutting someone open slowly over and over for days that's going to be a lot worse than Mm -hmm. you know shooting someone in the leg or whatever you know so right 
But while he is dealing with the cannibal friend, our serial killer actually does find a gun. Because this seems like a very old, big, huge, historic mansion. Very rich. Like, there's a fucking harpoon gun at one point. They have some money in this house. And he does find a gun that's hanging on the wall. And so we do have our first scene with a a shotgun type gun. And he does hear some commotion and go after him. Now he's been listening to their conversation. What he missed though, was the woman and never said a word. So he doesn't know that she is even in the house and you're like, fuck, 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 fuck later because he's hiding in the same room as her when she's hiding. So that, you know, it becomes a little spooky, but he starts shooting at him and doesn't shoot him luckily and this guy like scales up this house like he's a fucking lizard <laughs> yes he's very ninja y. yeah like it's nothing and like he just it ends up being totally like fine he actually this girl when he's hiding waiting for the guy to find him this girl tries to attack him he just punches her and like no big deal Yeah, and thankfully he's got, like, a puffy jacket on, so she gets him, but, like, not really. Yeah, he's very good at protecting himself. Yeah. And then both of the murderers, he stabbed the other murderer in the hand with, like, some sort of, like, ice pick or screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy was trying to get it off his hand, and the handle (laughs) came off of it. That was good. Like, one little tiny laugh. It was good. So now he has to, like slide his hand up it oh yes he (laughs) deserves it but he damn fucking straight he does so they're going through the house looking for him and he does struggle with both of them but eventually he does end up incapacitating all of them and he never kills any of them no, which he actually didn't kill any of the guys in the beginning when he was still trying to find our killer. He It's really good because you'll just see gurneys and stuff and the police are just standing there going, oh my God, he's got another one. Or like the guy where he literally bashed in his nuts. This guy confessed to these fucking murders that he did do because this guy, our main guy was so scary. So good. Please don't ever let him come after me again. I would rather go to jail than ever have someone beat the fuck out of my balls again. Right. But this is the scene in the house where I was like, oh my God, I couldn't handle it because you see him grab a pack of something. And I didn't really realize what it was for a second until he tosses it on the ground it was fucking fish hooks, okay? <laughs> so our our bad guy is barefoot in this fucking house coming at him with a fucking gun. And our guy has like a harpoon gun. And you're like, oh, that's what he's going to do. No, he doesn't actually attach it to the gun. He just holds onto the harpoon. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to be great. He leaves the hooks on the ground and our bad guy steps into them. Ugh, oh, my God. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a different person after that. Like, I couldn't imagine trying to get those out afterwards. I can't imagine how much that hurt. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Yeah, the bottom of your feet are soft. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. But then he just beats him over and over again with this harpoon until it breaks. And he's crying and it's sad. Yeah, well, he keeps saying why, 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 why over and over. Right. And you... Like, there's blood squirting from his head. You're like, okay, maybe he's going to kill him now. Still no. Still no. Exactly. Uh Uh-uh. No. Uh Uh-uh. Could not. He does not. Which is unfortunate because this is the time he should have. Yes. So he goes back to his, I'm just going to keep saying CIA because I don't know what their Secret Service term is. I think it's just National Intelligence Service. Okay. So he goes back to one of his buddies that is in the intelligence service with him. Basically like they're out for a couple days because both the bad guy and our protagonist are fucked up after this. So they're just kind of like sleeping it off and healing and all that jazz. And our buddy is like, okay, are you going to like end it now? And he goes, no, I'm not ready yet. And unfortunately the friend mentions the tracker 
And he's like, it's fine. He, he'll still be out for another couple days. No, of course he wasn't. He was listening to the whole thing. So he knows that there's a tracker and he knows that if he has diarrhea, it'll leave his system. <sighs> Fucked up. Yep. And our protagonist lets him go again. But now he has this knowledge. So he takes a ton of laxatives. Yep. After he kills the pharmacist, which was unnecessary, but. Well, I think it was like a ploy to keep him busy because he basically says, you get to the pharmacy and save this guy, you know, while I take off. And that's what our main guy does. He goes and tries to save this pharmacist instead of going after who he should have gone after. Yeah. Call someone to save the pharmacist. Dude, right? Yeah. Because he goes and he gets the tracker out of his system and basically feeds it to some another victim that he has cornered and plants it on a driver at a truck stop that he beats. And then he goes and he starts questioning his cannibal friend who's in the hospital and his cannibal friend is laughing and is like, oh, he'll be done. But before he turns himself in, he's going to take everything else you love. So all of your family, all of her family that's left, that's where he's going. Yeah. So the chief, his father-in-law, and his other daughter, so his sister-in-law, they're, yeah. they're fucked. Yeah, and this whole time, those two have been calling him occasionally, and they've been like, hey, maybe you should end this now. Maybe you should be done now, and still no. Like, it's he's still not at that point. Now he's wishing he was at that fucking point. Well, and the daughter even says, like, I keep looking over my shoulder, and I'm scared. Yeah. His sister-in-law. so sad. I don't even, like, you barely even see what happened to her, too. Yes, you don't see anything. You see... So our bad guy tracks down the house and he tortures the father for a while. And then the daughter comes over. She's been mentioning, she's like, yeah, I've been bringing food over to dad and stuff like that. So she comes over occasionally. The daughter comes in and you just see her looking in the kitchen all creeped out. And you think that he's the bad guy's going to come from the kitchen. He doesn't. He comes from the living room and he just like bull rushes into her. And then we break away. And a little while later, we just see her wrapped in a quilt dead on the ground outside yeah. so you don't really know how bad it was but she does yeah yeah she she dies and yes the he... chief actually survived i don't know how great it's gonna be because the guy bashed his eyeball in but yeah and you don't know if he survived after like sustaining those injuries yeah you don't you know like he was able to like hold his father-in-law's hand for a moment before he pursued yeah. So he goes to turn him, the serial killer goes to turn himself in. That's all he wanted was to end right. it and win, you know? Right. And he goes to surrender to the police, but our hero, but is now like our kind of our fallen hero, sort of. It's like hard because like he has gone after this guy the whole time, but because of his blind rage. He's an anti hero. Exactly. Because of our blind rage, his blind rage, he basically cost his family their lives yes but now he not only still has his fiance to avenge he now has his father-in-law and his sister-in-law and he couldn't save any of them so he's definitely not gonna let this guy just surrender himself and go to prison hell no yeah so he kidnaps them in front of all the cops and takes him back to his own home where he tortured all these women and killed all these women, including his fiance, And he ties him up to his own guillotine. Oh, so good. And stabs a screwdriver through his cheek. And mm -hmm. burns him with a cigarette. Yeah. But And this guy is like begging, you know, please let me go. Please let me go. And our protagonist is like, oh, I bet you heard that a lot, didn't you? From all these people. He's not going to fucking let you go. But then you realize, then you realize he's only mocking him. Exactly. He doesn't, like, he's a fucking serial killer. He doesn't have those types of feelings. He doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Like, yeah, he would rather not die for self-preservation. 
Right. But he's not going to beg you. No. And then when he realizes that, because he says, I'm only going to kill you when you are at your most scared, the most painful moment, and only then will it be like true revenge, basically. But then he kind of realizes that that's just like not really going to happen. But he has planned it to where he rigged this guillotine up to drop anytime someone opens the door. And so he called this guy's son and this guy's parents. Right. And they hear him in this room and they're like, oh, well, he's in there. I can't really tell what he's saying. And they open the door and he can hear him because he left the capsule right by the tracking capsule right by his his head so he can hear this and then as soon as the guillotine drops he just takes his earbuds out and And has a breakdown yeah like crying and laughing at the same time like it's finally over but it's also so sad now he can finally grieve for everybody but also it's I mean, it sucks for that son. It really does. But it's so fucking poetic because that's exactly how he saw his fiance, her head rolling out on the ground. And that's what his parents and son get to see. Exactly. It's just like, it's, it is really not satisfying though, because like, you know, that he didn't really like, he suffered a lot of physical injuries, but like this man just lost everything emotionally and You know, he may still have his body intact, but he just lost everyone that he loves and he'll have to live with that for the rest of his life. And the serial killer is just dead and he didn't really lose anything in this whole process. And then he just got to die. So it's so like, like you're glad that the serial killer is dead and you're glad that this guy got to do it and did get some release from that. But also like he just is left knowing that had he just ended it here or here or here, he would have at least had his family to go home to and they could have all grieved his wife or fiance together. But because he just couldn't do that, it, it's it's this very like heartbreaking ending, you know? Yeah. And that is really sad. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, minus that part of it, we should let all victims' families do this right here. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I definitely think that you should just, like, chain them up in, like, a supervised, like, airy, concrete room. And I only mean supervised so that, like, if they break out, they can just be shot. Right. And but let, let them... the victim's families Yeah, do what do they whatever. want. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely, 1,000%. Maybe that will stop people wanting to go to prison. I know people don't want to go, but you know, maybe that'll be more than just, oh, you're going to lock me up and feed me. Okay. Yeah. I'll be fine with that. No, no, no. We're going to torture you and then chop your head off the guillotine. You still want to be a serial killer and a rapist? You can still be a serial killer in prison. What are they going to do? Give you more life sentences. Right. And you still kill people in prison. Right. Like it's not like the worst, especially in other countries. Exactly. So, yeah, like five out of five. Yeah, absolutely. One thousand percent. Like ten out of ten, a billion out of a billion. Oh, it messed me up. So fucking good. Yeah, it was really, really well done. I mean, like like you were mentioning earlier, the shots are so good. Like every angle they catch Mm -hmm. is so like intentional and you see exactly. And like the brutality of it all is. It's, but it's very, like, cathartic, you know, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. And it, it's, like, it is in one, like, this is in one of those, like, lists of, like, top scariest movies you've ever seen. But it's for one of those reasons where it's, like, not in the same vein of, like, The Exorcist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, like... Like I said before, real people, serial killers, don't usually scare me. This guy did. This guy was scary. Yeah, because he felt almost, and not in the Michael Myers supernatural way, but like in a real way. Yes. Like when people have that much abandon about dying, about being the who you know like he didn't care about himself or what happened mm-hmm. to him, and he was so confident and 
who he was and he didn't care about taking out cops or getting caught or anything. He didn't care. He was going to hurt and kill and he was good at it. Right. He was like an apex predator. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's actually what a lot of criminologists have said about serial killers is they're like our apex predators of human beings. And then it's like a different evolutionary thing, which is why I think that there are you know, quote unquote, good serial killers like this guy who was in the intelligence. I feel like it's an evolutionary trait for us. This guy was just fucking scary. Uh, It's so, so well done. It has an 81% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and an 87% from audiences. I I would even say that should be higher, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but that's still very respectable. And I would definitely go into this, you know, it's a pretty intense film, but so if like, you know, you have a weak stomach or like you don't want to, it's, it's a, an emotional film, but like, I highly recommend seeing this one. It was so good and so exciting, but like in a way that was like emotionally draining and when it's over, you're just kind of like, oh man, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't want to start it up again right away, but like, I want to know more to the story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even though you're like, what is there to know? But like, I want more, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so well done. Highly recommend. You should definitely go watch it. Again, it's free on Pluto or you can rent it on Amazon. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this review of I Saw the Devil. Of course, you can join us on all of our socials. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And if you'd like to join a little Patreon family, it is patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And next time. All that separates man from animal are the stories he tells. Till then, stay creepy.